Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 3rd. I hope you guys enjoyed this general conference weekend as much as I did. I definitely saw themes going throughout. I can't tell you how many times President Nelson was quoted when he said that in the coming days, we wouldn't be able to survive spiritually unless we increased our ability to receive personal revelation. I can't even count how many times I heard that quoted. And as President Eyring once taught, if something is repeated often, the law of witnesses is being evoked and that should rivet our attention. And so as we see themes throughout General Conference, as we go back and as we study, pull those themes out. See what God is trying to teach us through the law of the witnesses. But I did want to talk about a few different quotes today that I really loved, some things that were really powerful for me. Elder Holland, always a favorite, incredible, the way he speaks, you just feel his love. Something that he said was, as we take up our crosses and follow him, it would be tragic indeed if the weight of our challenges did not make us more empathetic for and more attentive to the burdens being carried by others. I loved that quote about how our trials should help us become more empathetic and should help us to increase the love towards other people. Sister Dennis said something that I really loved, something that I've been thinking about a lot over the last couple of years. She said, we are commanded to love others, not to judge them. Let's lay down that heavy burden. It isn't ours to carry. I thought that that quote was beautiful. And I loved how she said that if we are walking around judging others, that that is a burden that we are carrying and that we need to just lay that burden down. It's not ours to carry. It's not our stewardship. It's not for us to worry about. All we need to worry about is loving others and making sure that they can feel that love. That quote from her was phenomenal. Elder Gong said, Happy and forever are not the imaginary stuff of fairy tales. True, enduring joy and eternity with those we love are the very essence of God's plan of happiness. His lovingly prepared way can make our eternal journey happy and forever. As he was talking, it made me think... As seminary teachers, you're asked to start the beginning of each year talking about the plan of salvation. You're supposed to take a couple days on it and really hammer the plan of salvation home for the kids that you're teaching. And when I was a seminary teacher, I did it because I was supposed to. But (laughs) as I've gotten older, I've realized that if we can really help youth understand God's plan, the plan that truly is only taught within this gospel We can help them see the need for everything else that's taught within the gospel. It is impossible to truly see the need for Christ, for repentance, for covenants, until we see God's plan and until we understand his plan. It can be near impossible for us to understand earthly trials unless we have a clear vision of God's plan. Understanding that happy and forever are real promises, and that they are promises that are lovingly prepared by our Father in heaven. It gives us power and it gives us strength to endure the trials of life and to stay faithful to the Savior, even when staying faithful is really hard to do. I loved that whole talk by Elder Gong. 
President Nelson said, the reward for keeping covenants with God is heavenly power, power that strengthens us to withstand our trials, temptations, and heartaches better. I really loved the emphasis on covenants in his talk. And thinking back a couple days ago, that whole article about covenant relationships with God and the love that God has for his covenant makers, that hased that allows him to always have them in his sights and always be reaching out for them. Loved that talk and the emphasis on covenants. In the afternoon session, Elder Olson said, It is our individual and collective love of the Savior and our covenants with him that bind us together. Again, that theme of covenants. And as we greater understand the covenants that we've made with God and that we keep with God, it binds us to our fellow man even more. Elder Schmidt, which of Jesus's names should I take upon myself this week? I loved this idea. Oftentimes throughout life, I've thought about different attributes of the Savior and thought, okay, for now, I'm going to focus on this attribute and I'm going to try to develop this attribute. I love the idea of trying to take upon ourselves his titles. One of his titles that I love is light. And I thought, what if, what if throughout the week I tried to embody light? That everyone who met me, everyone who came across my path, I could bring light into their lives. That is a powerful, powerful thing that I absolutely love and I want to try to do. Elder Stevenson said, your testimony in Jesus Christ isn't just what you say, it's who you are. I pray that that is true for me, that my testimony of the Savior isn't just words that I preach, but it's the way I live, the way I treat people, the way I love others. So many great talks, so many great quotes, so much to go back and study and take into my heart and into my life. So let's take a look at this week's Come Follow Me block. Remember this week we're studying Isaiah chapters 58 through 66. Now we're not going to dive too deeply into 58, but 58 is beautiful and it talks about two laws that God has that can bless our lives abundantly. First, he's going to talk about the law of the fast, and then he's going to talk about the law of the Sabbath day. Now, chapter 58 starts out with Isaiah calling his people to repentance, and then he's going to quote them a little bit. Listen to what's said. Verse three, it says, wherefore have we fasted, say thee, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? So here, Isaiah is almost quoting his people about their attitude towards the fast. He's saying that they say, hey, we are fasting, but you're clearly not seeing, and we are afflicting our souls, and you're not even noticing. You're not even seeing what we're doing. Now, I wanted to just pause on this thought for just a second. Tomorrow, we'll get more into what a true fast is and the blessing of that fast. But let's just take stock of the attitude of the people here and realize that sometimes, maybe inadvertently, we are having this attitude ourselves. Oftentimes, when God gives us a promise, we have certain expectations of him, whether we realize it or not. After all, Doctrine and Covenants 130 says that there is a law in heaven that the foundation of the world was predicated on, and that when we obtain any blessing from God, it's by obedience to the law upon which it is predicated. And I worry that because of that scripture and because of that principle, sometimes, and again, I don't think we do this consciously, but I think sometimes we get in our mind that if we obey a law, then God has to respond the way we are hoping that he will respond. 
For example, maybe we think, well, I'm going to pay tithing and that means that I am going to have enough money for all my bills this month. Or maybe I'm going to fast and then God will grant the answer to my prayer because of that fast. I'm going to obey the word of wisdom and then I'm going to live to be 106 years old. Sometimes we place our expectations and our timeline on God's promised blessings. And that's what the people were guilty of here. They say, look, we are fasting and you are not even seeing it. We are afflicting our souls and you're not even noticing. They're complaining because they're not seeing the blessings immediately. And my friends, we need to be so careful as we strive to live a life of obedience that we don't start to believe that our obedience can manipulate God's will. Remember this Elder Holland quote? He said, some blessings come soon, some come late, and some don't come until heaven. But for those who embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ, they come. God does promise blessings, but we can't force our timetable on those blessings. And especially as we start to talk about the law of the fast, it's really important that we understand that like all of God's laws, his will and his blessings need to supersede our will or our timetable or the blessings that we expect from him. And if we can trust him, if we can turn our will, our timetable, our expectations over to him, then it is my testimony that fasting becomes a beautiful experience filled with his richest blessings. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 